Hey, here we are again on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Rise, the story of Justin, excuse me, Dustin Jones. Dustin Jones is a CEO of Encompass HR LLC and a sought after keynote speaker on resilience, identity, strength, and endurance. Drawing from her experiences as an entrepreneur and business leader, Dustin provides audiences with real-world tips and tactics for thriving in any situation. In this video, hear Dustin's story and learn how she has applied the principles of RISE to become one of today's most successful CEOs. I want to thank you so much for being on the Wellness Driven Life Show today, and I can't wait for you to hear from Dustin Jones today. Stay tuned, and you're going to be on a Wellness Driven Ride. Hi, I'm the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Dustin Jones is a trailblazing CEO of Encompass HR LLC. With an impressive 20 plus years in human resources and leadership development across multiple industries, she brings a wealth of knowledge to her role as leadership trainer and speaker for the John Maxwell Group. Not only does Justin bring enthusiasm to every room she enters, with her BA from California State University, University San Marcos, plus a management certification from Southern Methodist University, plus master's coursework at Grand Canyon, but also validation through keynotes on HR compliance, mentorship programs, and more. Please welcome Dustin Jones. Hi, Dustin. Hi. It's so good to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, our pleasure. You've told me so many great stories about yourself, and you have such a beautiful background and how you've bloomed into this beautiful human being and, you know, hit so many strides in your career life. 
Could you share a little bit with us about, you know, your beginnings into where you are now? That's a, that's a long story, but I'm going to shorten it down as much as I can for you. Um, so I, I was raised, born and raised in Southern California. Um, I'm an identical twin and, um, I lived a lot of my life kind of as this person that had this identity that was connected with somebody else. Um, and that kind of spurred me to get out of California and I ended up getting married literally the day after I got out of college and moved all the way across the country to DC with my new husband. Um, and then a year later ended up here in Texas. And so I've been here in Texas now for, I guess, going on 25 years. That was pretty um, young age. It was. It was. I was 21 going on 22 when I got married. And I just thought that that's what I needed to do. And um, and so I I jumped and, and this is where I landed was here in Texas a couple years later and um, was married for just under nine years and then ended up divorced with two very small children. My son was a year old and my daughter was four. And um, through the course of all of that, you know, divorce is never easy for anybody. Um, and it was fairly traumatic for me. It was a very unhealthy relationship. And so I made a decision to um, leave and, and start a new life with my children for the sake of my children. And through all of that, I, I ended up in HR. And most of us in HR just kind of land here. Where it's not... Um, not something a lot of us plan on being in, but I really loved the idea of being able to help businesses and help the employees and, and learn operations. And so that's what I did. And so I had this life as an HR professional, and then I had this life as a, a wife and a mother, and then a single mother with two small children. And through all of that, I was still really fighting an identity. So growing up as an identical twin, my identity was in direct relation with her although our personalities were polar opposites. If you met me now, when I opened my mouth versus when she opens her mouth, you would know for a fact that who I was versus who she was, because we're just very different. Um, and then when I got married, I had this identity with my ex-husband, and then I had this identity at work, and they never meshed. And so um, after, after my divorce, trying to figure out who I was was a really big deal for me. It took me about about three years to kind of reconcile who I was in business with who I was as a woman and as a mother and as a just honestly as a human being. Hello everyone. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard and I'm here with my wife Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be. But we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. 
I love how you bring identity into this. And I feel like so many people have these ideas of who they are, who they identify with. And so I love that you bring that into the conversation. And I know that's a big piece of um, RISE and, and that's your acronym that you have created. And we'll go over that a little bit later. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more about this journey because it's it's very interesting. And I think that there are many people that can relate to or have an understanding of, you know, being in not such a great situation and doing things young and and learning what we might think is the hard way. And so I, I know that we talked a little bit too about when we started realizing and understanding like our, our mental health and the things that we needed to change in order to, to be more clear and in order to, to strive and to support. And you had two young children, right? And, and so I know also that you talked to me about how that was a big why, but what really made the shift? I knew you were married for nine years and then you went into HR. And that's also interesting to me. And I don't want to take, take over the stage too long. Um, but I, I relate with that a little bit because I think that we go into fields where we really want to help and reach out to others. And HR is a big factor in that, isn't it? It is. It, it's, a, it's a big factor. And, you know, I had been in HR about eight years when I filed for divorce. And one of the biggest things that people never understood was how I had two very separate lives going on. I had this, you know, I was this very confident, self-assured, um, dynamic person at work and I climbed the ladder fairly quickly. And then at home, I was, I was not, I was, I was, almost the antithesis of that and, and the very much the opposite of who I was at work. And so my family really struggled with who I was in one place versus who I was somewhere else. And that's where the identity becomes a really big piece of my journey is, you know, I wanted, I, I thrived at work because I was in a place where I was respected and where I could help people and where my opinion mattered. And I wasn't at home. And so there became a time where, you know, you bring, you brought my kids up and there, there became a time where I looked at my daughter and I looked at my son and I had to make a decision of whether or not I wanted them raised in an environment that was unhealthy for me and in turn unhealthy for them. And so I made the hardest decision of my life and I, I ended it and it's a hard decision and it's, it's something that has had ripple effects in my life as well as my children. And, you know, we dealt with that as much as possible. And I never regret my marriage. I never regret that because I have two beautiful children that my life is just revolves around. Um, but I also don't dwell on it. One of the things that I think we as women, we become very emotionally attached to our past. And I think when it comes to mental health, we have to learn how to separate and get rid of that negative and, and realize that we have to either, you either grow from it or you sit in it. And if you don't learn to grow from it, you can't move forward and your mental health is just going to deteriorate. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll be honest, the first six months I was 
diagnosed as depressed and I took medicine for that. And there were days where I did not want to get out of bed, you know, and there were days where I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent because along with divorce comes financial, you know, restructuring is a nice way to put that, I guess. Yeah. Um, And I lost everything. And I had these two children and my children were my motivation every single day to get up and to find the strength that I need and to endure through all of the heartache and the tears and the, you know, family and the people that just didn't understand why it didn't work, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the other thing too. When we make a decision to get out of a situation that is not good, we have absolutely no responsibility to explain ourselves to anybody else. Just us. It's just, it's what I need to do for myself. Dustin, can you say that one more time? We have no responsibility to explain to anybody else why we got out of a situation ever. I love that. I think that's extremely powerful what you just said. And that's why I had you say it again. So, um, I'm going to play a short commercial. And then when we come back, I, I would love to know what, what toxic circumstances led you to really start taking your mental and physical health seriously. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Hi, I'm April Hove, the Managing Director of the Fort Worth, Texas chapter of eWomen Network. I'm so excited that you stopped to watch this video. I've got good news for you. You have just discovered an international network of women entrepreneurs who are committed to helping you achieve, succeed, and prosper. We are on a mission to help 1 million women entrepreneurs each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. Here at eWomen Network, we have a complete success system that supports you every step of the way in building and growing your business. You being here right now is no accident. We're supposed to know about you. We want to meet you to find out how we can help you as well as learn about what you have to offer. With over 500,000 women connecting through 118 chapters across the US, Canada, Australia, and the UK, you are never alone. If this is resonating with you, please go to eWomenNetwork.com slash Fort Worth. Notice too, my contact information. I invite you to reach out to me and check out our upcoming in-person and online events. I am really looking forward to introducing you to our community. Welcome back. So 
Dustin, can you tell me what were some of the toxic circumstances that led you to take your physical and mental health seriously? Um, I think probably without going into a lot of detail, because I really am trying to, when I speak about this, which honestly, April, this is the first time I've really spoken about this in a public platform. Um, so one of the things that I have committed to myself is not to bring a lot of the, the painful stuff up because of my children and my family and everybody that sees this. Um, I have a good relationship with my ex-husband, so I'm, I try and keep that. But really what, what anchored it for me was that I had lost myself. I didn't recognize myself in the mirror anymore. And I realized that the, the arguments and just the, the, the feeling around all of it just started to get to a point where I didn't want it anymore. I didn't, I didn't want my children to see me that way. And, you know, I, I have a name that's very unique and it's something that I struggle with my whole life. Um, a lot of people always thought that I was a, a male, a white male. Um, so I gave my daughter a strong name, Catherine Elizabeth, and I gave my son a strong name, Ethan Thomas. And while I was mindful about making sure that my children were going to grow into these very strong, independent people, I wasn't giving them a good example of what that looked like. I wasn't giving my son a good example of a woman that he should marry. I wasn't giving my daughter an example of a woman that she could aspire to be. And really, at the end of the day, thinking about the fact that I had lost who I was and who I was raised to be, that probably made me the saddest of all of it because I allowed the relationship I had in my marriage to affect who I was as a person and to become somebody that I didn't want to become. And so I, again, I made that decision with the support of my family and it was hard and it was the mm -hmm. toughest decision I've ever made in my life, but you know, it was the right decision and I would make it again. Dustin, that was so beautifully and eloquently said and how you're keeping others mindful and truly isn't that the stem of it all where we we don't recognize ourselves anymore or we're not living to be somebody that we really desire to be we're not living to our full potential we're not shining right and yep. and so thank you that that was beautifully again, beautifully, eloquently said. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what changes you made? I know that you made the big leap to separate and that in and of itself is a massive change when we start to separate ourselves from the people, places, and things, environments that are no longer working for us, where we are looking to find new newness, you know, in anything and in our environment and new relationships, et cetera. Um, but can you tell me a little bit about what you did outside of that to, uh, or in also, um, in addition to the changes that you made to, um, in your lifestyle? Um, so I made a choice when I filed for divorce, not to go back to California. My whole family is still in San Diego. I, I mm. have a few relatives here in um, Texas, but they were in East Texas or sorry, West Texas at the time. And so I made the decision to stay. And, you know, I know that my family didn't always understand why I did that, but I did that because I needed to prove to myself that I was not codependent. Mm. 
and I needed to prove to myself that I could make I could make my life work. I could do what I needed to do to support myself so that in turn, I never had to have a relationship again that I was dependent on that other person. So that that next relationship, that next, you know, real relationship was one that was in because I wanted it, because that other person wanted it, because we were friends, because it was it was healthy. Um, and so I stayed and um it was hard. I lost my house. I lost my car. Um, I filed for bankruptcy and all of those things ended up showing me the strength and the resilience that I had and that it was buried, but all of those things made it bring it to the surface. Right. And then to endure the loneliness that I would feel because I'm definitely a person that wants to be in a relationship. And one of the other big changes that I made was I stopped dating. Um, when I finally felt like it was okay for me to date, you know, I had all these rules and boundaries, but I was dating the same type of men. And we all, mm -hmm. I, think, I think we get out of something and that's what's comfortable for us. And that's what we, we recognize and, and attach to. And I finally realized, Justin, you're dating the same men over and over again, like work on yourself. So I learned, I learned how to go to the movies alone and I learned how to go to dinner by myself. And I learned to go sit at a bar and have a drink if I wanted a glass of wine by myself. And I met some really amazing people for that time in my life. And I made new friends because when I, when I left my ex-husband, I had no friends of my own in Texas and his family was here and they were his friends. And so, you know, it was like starting all over again in a, in a place that was familiar, but not right. And so it took me about three years to realize that, I could do this on my own. You know, I was, I was moving up in my career. I finally got to a spot where um, a couple of years, about five years into to being single, I bought my own home. Um, about three years into it, I yeah, uh, met a man that just <laughs> took my breath away. And, you know, his story, he had lost his wife a couple months before I did um, mm. to um, illness. And so he was a recent widower. And we made a decision. We're going to be friends. We're going to get to know each other. And, and you pull out all the stops. If you can learn from what did not work before and implement what the right thing is to do, open communication, nothing is off the table. If I offend you, you need to tell me. If there's something that is upsetting you, you can't be afraid to hurt my feelings, right? Relationships, you shouldn't be walking on eggshells. And so I learned throughout this process, this three-year process, and it was three years for me, it can be shorter for other people or longer for other people. You know, I learned what it was like to be healthy again, but I learned it before I met him because I was like, you wouldn't have liked me a year ago. <laughs> you had met me a year ago, you know, and now mm -hmm. we're celebrating 10 years of marriage this summer. And mm -hmm. I've come, I look back at that and I think, you know what? I'm really glad I had that time. And I'm glad I didn't rush it because I got to know myself again. And who really gets a chance to do that for a second time in your 30s? You know, and I learned how to be one identity. I learned how to be who I was at work is the same person I am at home. And man, when I figured that out, the whole world just opened up to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it felt like so much freedom. It did. And you're sharing 
so many amazing things and I'm getting excited about it because you're really sharing in such an authenticity and a vulnerability um, so many of the things that you're sharing with me. And Dustin, I see so much growth as a human being that you have experienced and you have now so much wisdom to share. And, and it gives me great joy to have you here on the Wellness Driven Life Show because, um, you know, your experiences and now the wisdom you're sharing is exactly the things that I want to bring on the show. So thank you so much for being here and sharing it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I want to go back to a few things and highlight that I feel are important that you mentioned. And one of those is that you, you really gave yourself the space to, to, to work on yourself, to learn how to be alone, to be brave enough to go out and do things on your own to go to the movies, go have a glass of wine at the bar and venture out and, and make new friends and connections that you didn't have and you weren't used to. And I can relate to that as a parent, <laughs> as a mother, you know, when you're so consumed in, in your career and in your children and you, you don't venture out and do those things. And I can say too, that my life drastically changed when I made those decisions and I was brave enough to do so. And when I made the decisions to work on myself. So thank you again for sharing so many of those wonderful things. We're going to go to another commercial. And um, when we come back, I, I would like to know uh, if you've seen your physical and mental health improve since making these changes. And I, I mean, honestly, we can say yes, but, but I'd love to know, you know, the continuance of that and, and how that shows up in your life now. Okay. Hello everyone. I am Kim Jacobs, the host of the Kim Jacobs show. And you all know who's right here with me, Dr. Les Brown. How are you, Dr. Brown? I'm blessed and highly favored. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the time you want to give yourself a competitive edge. If you got a message, you have some knowledge or experience, a story, or if you want to do something adventurous and exciting with your life that can increase your credibility, expose you to millions of people, I'm encouraging you to have your own talk show. I used to have a talk show. That one talk show catapulted me to another level. Now there are more people watching the internet, as you are aware, than television. Yes. Come on, somebody. That's right. Dr. Kim Jacobs, she trained people on how to have their own talk show. She will train you how to do that. And now with me working, partnering with her, now you have the combination of an audience, expansive audience. We have over 4 million people in all of our platforms and the coaching you need to grow your business, to grow your multi-level marketing organization, to draw more attention to yourself in this noisy economy. Go ahead, Kim. So in the training that I do, Les, I actually do a six-week training. It's one hour per week. And each week I meet with the individuals one-on-one, -on -one, 
we go through and we talk about all of the things that's necessary for a show to become a reality. We go from how to actually identify your focus area, what's going to be your ideal customer that's going to be tuning in. We'll talk about how to get guests, how to get sponsorship, how to go about getting your lighting, your branding, and your banners, and everything that you need to know. And guess what, Les? They right. own their own content at the end of the day. And that's exciting. Now, if you're ready to, to, to create a shift in your business and in your life and increase your cash flow, I want you to go to KimJacobsConsulting.com. It's right there on the screen. KimJacobsConsulting.com. You know, people say opportunity knocks on every door. Right. No. Opportunity stands by silently waiting for you to recognize it. So I want you to recognize that this is a time for you. This is an incredible time to have your own talk show. It establishes a level of credibility. Yes. And by being exposed to people on a regular basis, it allows you to strategically begin to impact and attract your audience. She can take you in a place in yourself that you can't go by yourself. So go to Kim Jacobs consulting.com. That's Kim Jacobs consulting.com. Did I say Kim Jacobs consulting.com? Yes, you did. Very good. Make sure you go there and sign up for the coaching. And we're looking forward to working with you. You have something special. You have greatness within you. That's my story. And that's Kim's story. And we're sticking to it. Bye for now. Bye-bye. All right. Welcome back. Well, I would love to know, Dustin, how do you keep your physical and mental health, all these changes that you've made to maintain that, uh, how have you been consistent with that? Um, I think the biggest thing for me, so when I, I first kind of got out of the fog and realized that, you know, I could do this on my own and, and I had, you know, a great work environment, um, I, I was raising healthy kids. I realized that I had started to put myself really into my work um, because that gave me great satisfaction. It made, it gave me a feeling of accomplishment um, between that and with my kids, just watching my kids thrive and grow. Um, that helps me continue kind of that, that mental health journey that I was having to stay healthy and to stay really authentic to myself as well. Um, I think authenticity is something that we don't always, we're not always honest with ourselves. And so I always had to be honest with myself when I was doing something that maybe was going down the wrong path. Um, I reestablished connections with my family. I, you know, I became a little bit closer to my twin sister. Um, I have an older sister and a brother that I also um, really kind of reached out to again. I traveled home twice a year, so I got to see my family more. And so, um, and my cousin that was here in Texas, she and I really developed a very close relationship. So one of the biggest things was to surround myself with people that were authentic and that were willing to be honest with me, um, mm. as well as just really supportive and healthy. And so that, that kept up my spirits, even when things got really tough or they got hard or I couldn't pay my rent or, you know, filing for bankruptcy, that was really, that was really traumatic for me because you don't yeah. want to be that way. But, you know, sometimes you do what you have to do to get yeah. further and to make sure that you're taking care of your kids. That was always in the very forefront of my mind. Um, and then working for companies where I was able to make a difference and where I was able to make an impact, whether I was there for four years or 11 years, um, those folks supported me a lot as well. Um, 
And so I, you know, and I worked out, I took my kids on walks. We did charity, charity runs and, um, five K's. And so kind of exposed them to that. And then we drove around the country a lot. Um, we drive to California and we'd go visit whoever we could, wherever we could. And so my kids and I had an opportunity to travel together, um, and see different parts of the country. Um, and then when I met my husband, he became a part of that. And that took, that took a little while. We, we met in March and he did not meet my kids until the end of August. And that was important for me because I don't want to bring people in and out of my children's life. Um, and he was probably my biggest advocate and, he has been to this day. He's, he's my cheerleader and he's always in my corner. Um, and he took on my children after he had, you know, he had a daughter in college when we married and a son in high school and my children were still in elementary and middle school. And so um, he embraced them as his own. And that helps me because then I feel like I have not just a blended family, but just a whole family again. Right. And that was really important. Um, so having the right people around you really helps. Having people that are willing to tell you that you're being dumb or you're making a bad choice so that it makes you think about it, yeah. that's really yeah. important too. My cousin, Terry Jo, um, she's a big personality and she will, she will, she was one, her and my best friend, Sada, they both made sure that I was staying on that path that I had decided to go on with my career and with my kids. And we're always authentic and honest as much as I didn't want to hear it at times. They still would. Oh, that's, that's awesome. It makes me think of a few friendships I now have that kind of keep me, you know, in, in the right lane when I, when I feel passionate about something, yeah. <laughs> I need to just pull the reins back in and reflect on my feelings. So that's a cool thing. And I've heard, um, a lot of, again, juicy stuff out of this conversation. So, you know, going back to, yes, the relationships of the community that you were surrounding yourself with mm -hmm. and the importance of that and um, giving your children experiences. So I, I really liked that I heard that where you traveled and, and you, you know, showed them experiences and you got yourself out to have new experiences and uh, your relationship with your, your now husband. And when you guys decided to wait to introduce the children, I think that is so responsible. And I can too relate with that because Manly and I did a similar thing. It took us a really long time. He told me, April, I want a crock pot relationship, not a microwave relationship. I love that. My husband used to say, this is a marathon, not a race. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've heard that many times too. I, I will always say he's my, my greatest teacher because I have learned patience like no other, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we have a, such a beautiful relationship and, and we also have a blended family. And I love that you use the term whole, that, that you really have this feeling of wholeness and uh, I'm seeing many things that we can relate to, Dustin. So that's great that you've shared that with me. And, and now I really want to get into this acronym that you've created, RISE, um, R-I-S-E. And it stands for Resilience, Identity, Strength, and Endurance. Could you please share with us what the meaning behind all of that is? So, you know, I love to be able to tell stories. Um, and I've been, since I started my business a year ago, 
um, trying to get on more stages and just really kind of thinking about what is it that re that really kind of resonates with other people and and women women in leadership young women that are trying to get into corporate are are really near and dear to my heart and so I I really sat back and thought you know what were the things that I recognized in myself as I went through this journey and not just in my personal life but also in my professional life and I really believe that when you're learning things you're learning for both right that if you're learning something new it should have an effect on both your personal and your professional life so mm -hmm. I sat down and I I really kind of thought about it and I realized that those four things were the things that got me through the hard times and you know resilience women have more resilience than they think we don't give ourselves enough credit the identity was something that I seriously struggled with and I'll, I'll give you kind of a, a short story on that um, I go home and visit my family and my twin sister still lives there and we are identical and we were born and raised in the same place several generations so people know our family and so I I inevitably every time I go home I run into somebody that stops and talks to me that I knew from high school whether it was an acquaintance or maybe it was one of my sister's friends and they'll talk to me like I'm my sister Shelby mm -hmm. and I have to make a decision at that point in time do I continue the conversation with them identifying me as my sister or do I tell them I stop them and politely say hey I'm not Shelby I'm Dustin I'm in town visiting which will inevitably change the conversation but now they're identifying me as myself and yeah. so each time I take the opportunity to stop them and say, this is who you're speaking to, because I lived so many years not knowing who my identity was or my identity was wrapped up in somebody else yeah. that I want people to know me. And so I want that conversation to change to make sure that it reflects who I am. And so identity has become this really big thing for me. And it's really important for me to be able to share who I am and that people know me for me and not related to somebody else. And then strength. That's, wait, mean, yeah. sorry, hold on. I'm going to jump right in because I, I, I have to, and I, and I can't help but think that maybe some of our listeners might think the same way because um, I, I know when we started talking about this initially, you're like, well, it, identity, but it's not the identity in the way that you think. And I was like, well, identity is identity, right? No, you have a totally different perspective on identity because you're an identical twin. And I mean, that's, that's much more rare for most of us to be able to um, understand that. And so when you talk about how you get to make a decision, when you come across somebody who's talking to you as if you are your sister and you're like, well, do I play along and, you know, you know lead this person around when, you know, they have no idea. And, you know, at first I'm like, well, of course you would just tell them, hey, I'm Dustin. But when I go back and I put myself in a child's shoes, when you grew up with that, when people made that mistake often, you know, mm -hmm. how, how would you know how to react as a child? You know, the, I'm, I'm sure that it was likely that you would oftentimes react in, in that playing along where you're like, yeah, I'm my sister. And so it would just intensify the feeling of not really knowing or feeling like you were your own person. And so I just wanted to highlight that um, because I'm sure that some other listeners may be thinking the same. And so thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to have you continue on to strength. Yeah, and, and you're right. I, I think that my situation is a little unique. Um, 
not everybody is a identical mirror twin, right? So there's yeah. a little bit of a different experience there. But when you when you take your identity back, there's mm. power in that. There's yeah. strength in that. And I learned that I had the strength to overcome so many, so many obstacles, right? I mean, um, divorce and being single and not having enough money to pay rent and all of these things, you know, bankruptcy and how am I going to provide for my children? All of these things, there was still strength in me. And that strength bubbles to the top if you allow it. And I think as women, we don't give ourselves enough credit. And I've said that several times throughout this interview because we don't. And being a woman in leadership, I was a vice president at 36. And I had a lot of experiences where women would work with me. They'd be colleagues. They would be people on my team. And they automatically had this idea of who I was because I was in this leadership role, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't support each other well. We don't we don't support each other yeah. well. And I think that's why I like eWomen Network so much is because we do support yeah. each other well. And that was one of the things for myself that it was like, who are these women? Like, I wish I had met you a decade <laughs> ago, right? Yeah. Um, so this strength that comes in, it's not just strength to be who you are from an identity. It's strength to get through the disappointments in life. It's strength to get through why do more women not support leadership? Why do more women not support each other and understand that you can get more from that than by sabotaging each other, right? And and I've, been, I've had way too many experiences where that has been a thing and it shouldn't be a thing. So that strength is really important. But the other aspect of that is the endurance, right? It, like I said, my husband said, we're in a marathon and we're not in a sprint. Well, marathon takes endurance. Life is a marathon, right? getting to the next level in your career can be a marathon. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, the fact that I took a dive or a jump off a cliff in 2021 and quit my very cushy, nice paying corporate job to start my own business, that has taken endurance way more than I thought that it would take. And yeah. it takes all of those things. It takes the resilience of not being able to close a deal. It takes identity so that people know who you are when you're networking and building relationships. It takes mm -hmm. strength to get up in the morning and say, you know, I need to get out there and pound the pavement or I need to get on more podcasts or I need to get my name out there. There's all these things that you need to do. And then it takes endurance to understand that you're in it for the long game. And all of those things are things that I want to make sure that my children see and that they can use as an example in their life going forward. And I want other women to see that too. I want women to understand that those four qualities we all have. We all innately have, we just have to find them and let them bubble to the surface to help us move on to that next thing, no matter what it is. I'm starting to see, uh, Dustin, really your passion within HR when you're working with the corporate world because of your experiences with other women in that realm. And and I, I get that. And our excitement about eWomen Network right now because we see women supporting other women, whereas it's not necessarily like that in the corporate world. It's not necessarily like that. And why when it shouldn't be? And so being able to be this light in the world and painting a different picture, like you say, using this rise, it's, it's, it's such a game changer for us, uh, you know, to be able to break out of our shells and treat each other 
in a different in a different way and see each other in another view instead of as uh, you know this competitive arena right. or this you know fear of others excelling when we should be encouraging them and realizing that when others excel it, it's just you know it, it it shines light on us being able to do the same thing you know and being able to encourage each other so uh yeah how do you use uh how do you use rise in your days now i know that you're you're sharing it on stages now but how do you incorporate that do you incorporate that within your trainings through corporate and your your hr so yeah so it's it's new right so i've i i think i always incorporated it with my business just because i believe it's part of relationship building i believe that those four things are something that as a as a woman in business that you're going to use every day um, and so I want that to reflect on how I build relationships with my clients and how I build relationships with just anybody that I meet. Um, but I, I am using it to develop um, ways to be able to speak on stages and to share this with young women. Um, I've developed a leadership through mentorship program that is very near and dear to my heart where we don't do a good job of mentorship in corporate America. And there mm. are some great things that you can do around mentorship. And I think that RISE is an integral part of that, especially when you're mentoring other women. And you should be able to mentor men too, because men need the same thing. But I, I'm coming from a place where I was a woman in corporate in a executive role where um, we just didn't support each other as well as we could have. Mm. And I think we would be a lot more successful if we support each other that way. And if we recognize these four things as, man, you really need to develop these. And these are skills that you can have. And you can do this through mentorship and you can do this through leadership. And it's something that we need to be doing with our younger generations that haven't experienced the same things that we have as women that are part of, you know, Gen, um, Gen Z or Gen X or, you know, whatever, wherever we're at. I'm not gonna age myself too much. But um, <laughs> I, I think that our experience as, you know, middle-aged, older women that have come out of corporate America when it was very male-dominated when we started. Mm -hmm. I think that we have a lot to share with women that are coming up through the ranks. And that's very close to my heart because I had some good mentors and I had a great couple of bosses that were women, but I never felt like there was this plan in place for me or somebody that would sit down and help me figure out what was next. Mm -hmm. And what I was capable of, you know? Right. And so I kind of figured that out on my own um, just through trials and tribulations, but why should everybody have to figure it out on their own and go through the things that I did when they can kind of get that step up by hearing my story and by taking rise and by having that mentorship and that leadership to get to that next level in their life and in their career. And, and I want to share that with everybody. I want, I want people to, to hear it. So, you know, I'm incorporating that now into my training as I'm going into companies and training on a plethora of different um, things and rise for me. I want to get on as many stages as I can to share my experiences um, and to let them know they can rise up. There is nothing in their lives that they cannot overcome. And I think rise is the way to do that. Ah, uh. Dustin Jones, Rise, Resilience, Identity, Strength, and Endurance. 
All right, we're gonna share some pictures and some family a family album when we get back. Stay tuned. CTR Media Network is now accepting new podcasters to join our growing network that's reaching 350 million global listeners. Have you heard? CTR Media Network offers podcast production, podcast training, distribution, and product placement. Book us for your next event or schedule an interview with CTR Media Network podcasters today. To learn more, go to ctrmedianetwork.com. Okay, so I'm going to add some fun pictures to the screen and we can share with the people who are, are viewing. Oh, let's go back to the beginning. Photo album, Dustin Jones. I just right, realized I did not have a picture of my husband beginning. in this. Yeah. So these are my kids. This yeah. is my why. This it's has been my why forever. Oh, they're so beautiful. Was this a photo in California? Yeah, that's actually my parents' backyard. It's where I grew up. Um, this was about, I'm trying to remember how old my son is here. I think he's about four. So I think this was about two years after my divorce. Um, and we had gone home to visit for the summer. So yeah. Oh, my babies. Yeah. Precious. And here they are a little older. Here they are now. And my daughter's going to kill me for that photo. But it's <laughs> the one I had. This was about a year ago. And, um, you know, she's in college now and my son's getting ready to finish up high school. And, but they are still my why. And, and I think that will continue even into, you know, my 70s and 80s, they will continue to be my why. Oh, yeah. Always, always. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this. Your son looks very dressed up. What what event is this? That was their spring dance. And so we all got to go and meet his date and take photos. And my mom was actually in town for that. So um, he goes to a charter school here in Frisco. And so it's a very small tight-knit group of seniors and he was a junior that year but that was that was his spring dance okay he looks very handsome thank you and who is this beautiful woman i think we're oh, talking to would, her yep that would be me that is my fashion shot that Susie burleson did for mrs texas that i'll be competing in next month Yes. Oh my gosh. We, we have to talk a little bit about this because Dustin, I, I am not as familiar. I see little bits and pieces, uh, but please share. Well, you know, as I've gotten older, I've decided I need to do some things that will get me out of my comfort zone. And I did pageant a very long time ago, um, in California. And so Taylor Kilpatrick, um, I met randomly about almost, I guess almost two years ago now, and she was Miss Frisco and now she's Miss Arlington. And um, we went to see her at Miss Texas. And I was like, you know, this would be fun to do again. And so I decided I would try out. And it's another way to get myself out into the community more yeah. to kind of get my business name and my name out in the community. And so um, I signed up for it and I'm currently Miss Frisco here in Frisco, Texas. And no idea what I was getting myself into. And we will... <laughs> We will say that it is definitely way far out of my comfort zone, but I have a great support group here and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, well, I think you're showing up so beautifully and I was really excited when, when I saw that and I wasn't sure exactly what all it entailed. Like 
I never really knew what all that that was about. And and I think you're right. It really pushes you out of your comfort zone. I'm not sure how many appearances you have to make, but you know, and at the same time, it's kind of a win-win, right? So you're growing, uh, you know, because you're stepping outside of your comfort zone and you're expanding the, the audience for your business. You're shedding light on who you are. Hey, this is me. This is what I do, uh, within the community. So, so bravo, bravo and, and beautiful, perfect person. And is this photograph, go, go ahead and explain this photograph. It looks like the primary one for your business. Is that correct? It is. It is. This is a branding session that I did last summer. So, I, you know, when you start a business, you learn all these things that you didn't know. And so with eWomen, um, they've really given me an opportunity to grow and learn how to be a business owner. And so I was fortunate enough to um, win a branding session with Trisha Turpinoff, who is a traveling branding photographer oh, out of yes. Colorado Springs. And she came down and this was, this was in the rain down in Grapevine, Texas. And we had so much fun that day and it was three outfit changes and we're running in and out and my hair doesn't look as good as it does today because it was in the rain. Right. So, um, but we had a great time and she did some really great work. So yeah, this is the, this is the cover of my, my website. I can attest to Trisha Turpinoff. I, I too have had a few photos, not uh, the ex extensive photo session where we're going somewhere. So that must have been really exciting. I, I think that's incredible that you won that because she really is talented and truly makes you feel just comfortable and alive. And some of the pho photographs that I use, I I mean, I, I use them for my business and they're just, they're wonderful in it. So... I, we got to give a shout out to her and tell me this photograph. I, that looks like it's grapevine too. I feel like I recognize Marie. Yep. It is. It's, it's downtown grapevine and the old um, main street. And this was the same session and it was so much fun because the jacket that I'm actually wearing on this, I love this jacket. This was designed by a friend of mine, um, Panache designs out of, she's in LA now. I met her. She was a single mom. We met when we were both single moms with little kids, um, back probably, Man, it's been probably 15 or 16 years ago now, and mm. she's an incredible designer. And so I bought this piece from her, and I was like, I'm wearing that for my photo shoot, and I absolutely <laughs> love it. So this was a fun shot. It's a little sassy, and, you know, we had a great time. I do. I, I like that. It, it is very, very fun. And last but not least. Yeah. This is the same photo shoot. Um, it was raining outside, and this is the um, – I want to say Main Street Bakery. That's it's a French restaurant downtown. It's got a bakery attached and then a restaurant and a bar. And they were just opening when we got down there. And Trisha went in and said, "Hey, can we take some photos in here?" And he's like, "Yeah, come on in." And so we took some really fun photos inside of the bistro. And um, this is one of my favorites that she did. It's it's a little bit different for what I normally do. It's not quite super corporate, but it's you know it's just fun. So we had a great time. I absolutely love this photograph. And I know that you shared with me that this is one of your favorites as well. And to me, when I look at this, I mean, there's so much elegance and you are so, you're just shining. You're bright. You're very happy. You look like you're about to go out on a night, like you're about to go to the opera and you're just having a bit of, a bit of coffee to help wake you up and keep you going yeah. for the long night ahead. And, you know, maybe some, some dancing and cocktails, 
but yeah, it, it's just a, a beautiful photograph. Thank you. Trisha did an amazing job and she makes you feel comfortable. So it's easy to have fun. She does. She does. So I, I would, you've shared so much with us, Dustin today. And, and I would love to know, um, I think I want to go back a little bit. I had one last question is, is there any last thoughts or pieces of advice that you'd like to share with people who are looking to take their mental and physical health seriously? Um, you know, I think that the one piece of advice I would give is that you are going to be your best advocate. And if you know that you're struggling, if you know that you're, you know, wanting to make changes, whether it's mental health or physical health, that you're going to be your best advocate. And you need to make sure that you're willing to make the changes in your life that you need to make. Getting rid of toxic people, getting rid of bad habits. It's mm -hmm. hard. Um, but like I said, you have the resiliency, you have the strength, you have the endurance to do it, and you need to be consistent. Um, but once you make that choice, you need to make sure that you're telling yourself and you're having those daily affirmations that you're enough and that you're good enough and that nobody has the right to judge your choices and you have zero responsibility to make an explanation of why you've made the decisions that you've made. They're yours alone. And I really think that um, you have to be your own advocate for that. And why rehash it with a bunch of people when you've already made a decision to move forward in a healthy manner? Um, keep that commitment and keep that in the front of your, you know, everybody wants to help, but that doesn't mean they're being helpful, right? So you're going to be your best advocate going forward, whether it's going to a mental health professional, which I did, um, or maybe it's you know, going on prescription to help with depression, which I did as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you're the best person to take care of yourself. Such great, great wisdom and advice, Dustin. Thank you so much. I want to make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Um, they can reach you on your website at www.encompasshrllc.com. They can also watch your new YouTube videos. You're, you're going out there and you're creating some content, which is wonderful. And that's going to be at HR in 90 seconds by Dustin Jones 10. So I welcome you to, to go and check her out there on YouTube. And I'm going to be putting in the description below other ways that you can contact Dustin. She's got many ways, LinkedIn, through email, and then you'll have, of course, her website and her YouTube. So I also want to let everyone know that the Wellness Driven Life Show is here because of your donations and your beautiful contributions to us. This is how we keep showing up and we bring you this wonderful content and bring you beautiful guests with powerful stories of inspiration so that you can live your wellness driven life. Please donate at, uh, you can do it through Cash App. You can do it once weekly, monthly, or annually, any way you so choose, small, big, it doesn't matter. All of it helps. If you go to the Wellness Driven Life website, that's www.thewellnessdrivenlifeshow.com. When you donate through the website, you get a beautiful email follow-up that you can keep for your records. So again, I want to just say thank you so much for our audience. Thank you so much to Dustin Jones for being our incredible guest here uh, during this session. 
And I want to say goodbye for now, and we will see you all tomorrow.